yo, 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 What's going on, people? Welcome into week six recap, week seven preview of the podcast. Thank you for joining. I apologize. I wasn't able to do a write-up this week, but we all know you guys don't read that write-up anyways, so I might as well just throw a little pod out here, you know? Let Caleb listen to it in in pure glory after his W last week, and then and then we'll move on to week seven. We'll move on, you know. This week, uh, as I didn't do a write up, I'm going to be kind of free balling it, you know, letting them go in commando style. But that's all right. We're going to start off with our matchup of the week last week. Matchup of the week, we had Alex at four and one taking on Scott at two and three. I chose Scott to win. And I chose Scott to win by five and a half. Now, if you remember, Alex and I actually put some cash on this game. I put the line at five and a half points. (laughs) Scott, in this matchup, scored 157.25 points. Alex scored 86.5. That is almost doubling his score. And I set the line at five and a half. I am actually embarrassed that I set the line so low. Alex is trash. Now he might, he'll, you know, say, oh, I missed my projection by 40%. Yeah, whatever, dude. That's sometimes that's what happens. You miss your projections. You start bad players. Maybe you start Daryl Henderson. I've been talking about Daryl Henderson for weeks. Not a great start, Alex. And you knew that. You knew that going in. And that's why you put up 86 points. Now, in this matchup, Alex struggled a little bit because of the Josh Allen rain fest that happened in Kansas City, if you remember. Um, all that rain just really kind of slowed down that game, um, didn't quite lead to the 55 over under that we were expecting. So Scott put up 157, like I mentioned. He was led the way by Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones has been incredibly solid. He's put up more than 17 fantasy points in all three of the last three weeks. Um, and the snap percentage is going up and, and, you know, Fournette was out a little bit, but Fournette returned this last week and for, and Jones is still being trusted as, as the running back in Tampa Bay. And I think Jones can be trusted going forward as well. Uh, keep in mind, Scott put up 157 points this week. He missed the, the overall number one point scorer by 13 total points. And Tyree kill put up five total points in that same rain game. So, Maybe in that game, if you know it didn't rain, it was a little more run and gunning. Scott actually scores the most points on the week and runs away with ten dollars. This was matchup of the week, and Alex, I expect five dollars Venmoed to me as soon as possible. Don't act like I'm going to forget about that crap. All right, brother. Seriously, it's ridiculous. All right, next matchup we're going to get into is the highest overall scorer of the week and that is Matt welcome back to fantasy football Matthew Lane if you remember last week Matt took on Evan in the matchup of the week and won to take himself to two and three this week he took on bye week Tyler DeGroote and won as well won by a nice 40 points 168 to 122 that brings Matt to three and three congratulations Matt you're ten dollars richer buy some platinum Bud Light seltzers and really, maybe you should be sending Mr. King, Mr. Yeti himself, Derrick Henry, uh, a six-pack of seltzers as well. Because Derrick Henry, this week, had 22 carries, 212 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. 
as well as two catches and 52 yards through the air. That is a monster game from a running back. That's 45 overall points from Matt's running back position. That's insanity. That alone put up almost as many points as as Tyler did. Um, Tyler, on the other hand, had a really risky, crazy luck start in you know in a way that only Tyler could do to put up enough points to keep himself in the number one points for on the season contention. Um, in DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift this week, what? Excuse me, DeAndre Swift has the first time he carries the ball for more than five times on the random week that Ty needs it for 116 yards and two touchdowns. He also had three catches, which led to 29.3 fantasy points. Now, maybe this could have been predicted because, you know, coming out of a bye week, as Swift was, these these coaches and the running backs, you know, maybe they're like, okay, we actually see what this rookie is doing. We can get him a little bit more involved over the bye, get him involved after the bye in the game plan, Maybe that's what led to Swift dominating this week. Across the board, Swift was a popular waiver ad, not in our league because Ty had him and somehow started him to to glory to, you know, Ty might not have won, but it's important for Ty to score points right now. It really is because he's dominating the league points for overall. Ty's the only team with more than 900 overall points for, and he has 1,020. The next highest points for, I believe, is Coulter at 868. So this was important for Ty. That's 30 extra points that he put up to to keep himself in that buffer, if you remember, to get $100 if he gets the highest overall points for at the end of the season. And he's looking like pretty much a lock for that at this point, um, given the fact that, you know, we're already into the, the week seven preview. All right. Next matchup that I want to get into. We're going to get into Jack, who missed the $10 by three points this week. Jack put up 165 total points. And really, this was on the back of another incredible Will Fuller game. Will Fuller this year, one of the most consistent fantasy performers in all in the entire league. He missed or he put up a goose in week two. That's that's a, a big quacker, a big round egg also known as a zero, zero points. But he did play on 63% of the snaps in that week. Now, that week was the week that we all thought, including myself, oh, this is Will Fuller. He can put up 21 fantasy points in week one. We all know he's going to come back, tear a hamstring, put up zero points in week two. This is what Will Fuller does. Now, since that week two, Will Fuller, oh my goodness, brother, 15 points, 24 points, 15 points, 28 points. That's Will Fuller's fantasy output over these weeks. That's that's real nice for Jack. He should feel really happy that he has Will Fuller and that he can start him each week. Let's go into Will Fuller's consistency over that range, you know, because sometimes I like to see, well, you know, Will Fuller missed a week. Maybe he's not that high. Yeah. This is why I like to, to get some serious data, data in. You know, that's why I like to write my blog. That's why I like to do my podcast. This is why I like to, you know, do all the things that, you know, Caleb is super proud of me for, you know, he coached me to do this. So, you know, there's a reason why I like to do it. And the reason why is because if you look at these, these specific consistency metrics, Will Fuller in the past four weeks is the wide receiver three, number three. That's massive. That's huge. That is above a guy like Chase Claypool, who had 
uh, a massive 40-point burst. And Will Fuller hasn't gone for more than really 25. I guess he went for 28 one week. But Will Fuller is a great play for Jack. Now, you heard that name, Chase Claypool. Jack spent some money on Chase Claypool in the fab bid, uh, bid system. And I was a little worried, thought he might be boomer bust. Turns out it's working out okay. Now, Claypool doesn't quite get the volume, maybe. Like, he didn't get the volume this last week. Only four targets. But those four targets led to 74 yards. And he also had a touchdown on the ground, rushing. Chase Claypool seems like a kind of a boomer bust play that I'm really scared to play against. And guess what? I do have to play against it this week. So, a.k.a. I'm real scared. Jack put up all this as Aaron Jones didn't really do that much. He did have a touchdown on the ground, but remember that Tampa Bay defense is stout. We need to remember that going forward. If you have a running back playing Tampa, similar to the Steelers, be a little bit careful. Be a little bit careful. Jack's also got the gas man. The gas man, Miles Gaskin. UW alum, UW tried and true, uh, dominant fantasy player, dominant NFL player, and is on his way to becoming top five running back in the NFL, Miles Gaskin. That's right. You all heard it here first. Miles Gaskin is killing the league. That's not quite actually true. You know, you know I'm a hyperbolistic here. Go on hyperbolistic. But this week, Miles did get his yards per carry up to 5.1, which is really solid. So Miles is a, is a solid start for Jack, and that was a great pickup. I thought it was kind of like worthless at the time, which is saying something because I'm a UW guy. Uh, on that other side of the ball, we have Evan. Evan and I were talking a little bit in the week, and I really do feel bad for Evan. Sometimes you just you get some duds that you can't handle, and and one of those this week was Alexander Madison. This was a chalk across the board, easy pickup, easy start, auto start, and it just didn't work out. You know, um, he put up four fantasy points, and that's just not enough. That's not going to do it for your for your starting running back, or for your, even a flex as he put him in here. Um, in addition, you know, you got Devonte Adams only put up 12 and Matt Stafford really kind of sucked for Evan a little bit, only a touchdown. I thought that was going to be a great game for Matt Stafford. I had him in DFS actually, so that did not go well. And he only put up a touchdown, 220 yards, 16 fantasy points, not the best for Evan. I do feel bad for Evan. One and five isn't bad though, Evan. I know you actually might listen to this. I was one in five the year that I met you in the championship and we tied and then you beat me. But still, I was one in five, bro. I was one in five and I made it to the championship of the league. So I know you're sticking with it and I would encourage you to keep doing that because like, I, I went to the championship. I was one point, one stupid Doug Baldwin crap away from winning two ships in a row, two out of two. But, you know, there's a reason why the trophy says Team Smith and that's because he might be the second best owner in this league. Ba-dum-tsh. All right, next matchup I'm going to get into. Oh, oh, I did pick. Um, oh, I took Evan in that one. So I missed the pick on that. My bad, Jack. Sorry for the disrespect. I feel like you should send some shade in the sleeper chat whenever you get a chance. Next matchup, we're going myself taking on Caleb. Caleb put up 132 points, and I put up 124 points. That's an eight-point difference. This week, I got beat by I got beat by Caleb. In addition, Caleb had a guy on bye. Caleb left Mike Williams on bye and beat me to rub insult into injury. Now, I think this is a dumb move because you always have an opportunity to win money if you start a full lineup, just like Matt did. Matt won 10 bucks this week. Oh, 
I can't go out for, for Chipotle, guys. Oh, no, Matt can. The dude's $10 richer. I bet you're wishing you had that, Caleb. Anyways, um, start a full lineup, guys, because you can win money. All right. Um, Caleb this week had some good performers, and one of those performers was George Kittle. Now, I am not going to go and say, guys, why did George Kittle have to dominate me this week? Because I kind of think George Kittle should dominate me every week. The person I'm going to highlight here, there's two players on Caleb's side. We're going to highlight T. Higgins and the Steelers' defense. T. Higgins had six catches, 125 yards. That is not really what T. Higgins has done all year long. He had one game of over 20 points before this, but other than that, he's usually been putting up 10 points. He's not really rostered, not really uh, widely considered a good start in most fantasy league formats. I don't know. I feel bad that I got beat by a 20-pointer from T. Higgins. In addition, Caleb's defense put up 19 points. That includes two picks, seven points allowed, four sacks, a forced fumble, and a touchdown. Yeah, that's what happens when you play Baker Mayfield and the Browns. They are trash, and that's why the Steelers won 38-7. Now, you compare that across the board to my defense. Uh, I put up the Rams defense against the hapless 49ers from the week before. Except they weren't hapless this week. The Rams had negative one points, which is a 20-point swing just on the defensive side. Gosh, it sucks when the defense makes such a big impact on the matchup, but it kind of did this week. In addition, other than Kyler, who ran the ball like crazy on that Monday night football game, I didn't have a single player go above 20 points. Um, kind of some consistency across the board, but you know, never any 20-pointer. And Mark Andrews, uh, probably consensus tight end three in the league, um, only put up four fantasy points. And I know he's touchdown dependent, but on a week where he doesn't score, it kind of it kind of puts me in a bind. So there's a reason why I lost this week, but there's a reason why I'm three and three, and I and I look to move forward in a positive light. Um, I think you know there's a bunch of three and three teams, and we're all in a good spot. Caleb moved to two and four. This was kind of a must win for him, so he'll look to uh, follow this up in the future. All right, next one I'm going to talk about Colt taking on Brandon. I forgot a little bit about this, and I needed to drop an update to start. Um, update in case you guys didn't hear Brandon used an IR spot he moved Joe Mixon to his IR and or I believe he might have had no he had Chubb on the IR actually so Brandon had Chubb on his IR and used that IR availability the extra roster spot to pick up Hayden Hurst during the week and start Hayden Hurst if Brandon is able to start Hayden Hurst in this game Brandon wins and Colt loses This was a really tough decision for the league office, but the rules were pretty clearly stated. Actually, no, they were definitely clearly stated. Everyone had been following them, and this was the first case where a player or a manager um, was able to benefit off off of such case. So I had to cut Hayden Hurst, remove him from Brandon's roster, and that's why Brandon lost this week. Brandon, you're two and four now, and I apologize. But in the future... IR spots are only used for COVID-eligible players, and that's just the way we're going to have to roll it. That's just the way it's going to go. In this matchup, Brandon had the free-flowing – you want to talk about going commando. I'm not even sure Deshaun Watson was wearing pants. Deshaun Watson was streaking the quad. Peace out, Bob, also known as Bill O'Brien. Get out of here, and I'm going to put up 48 fantasy points, which includes four touchdowns. Four touchdowns from Deshaun Watson this week. In addition, he has the A.J. Brown, the monster, and a nice game from Kenny G, 
let Brandon put up a solid fantasy day that, like I mentioned, would have won if it wasn't for my, uh, you know, disciplinary actions, if you will. That being said, Brandon continues to start Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, which should point directly to the fact that he is not listening to this podcast. You can't start two running backs from the same team that are both bad. Like I said last week, the last time you could do that was like a Camara, uh, Mark Ingram. That's literally the last time that you could start two running backs from the same team. I would not do this if I was Brandon right now. Um, you need to find different running backs. Go on the waiver wire. Pick somebody up. Start someone else. You can't start two running backs from the same team. It literally maxes your upside. Even if Singletary scores a touchdown, you know that Zach Moss also didn't score a touchdown on that same play. At least if you start Singletary and some other rando, like Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray kind of sucks, but could score a touchdown if Kamara maybe gets tired at the three-yard line and then Latavius Murray runs it in for a score. I would not start two running backs from the same team. That's just a really, really, really bad play. And it's costing Brandon. There's a reason why he's two and four. For Colt, Colt had a good game. Welcome back, Lamar Jackson. Finally kind of outperformed his projections. Kareem Hunt has been trash. Remember, I talked a little bit about Kareem Hunt and how dominant he's going to be. Kind of forgot his defensive matchups. Kareem Hunt played Pittsburgh this week. You guys know how much I harp on that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Kareem Hunt had seven points. Yeah. That's the Pittsburgh defense. Keep in mind this week, Colt was missing a couple players on bye. He had Metcalf out. Um, remember, CMC is still on IR. Uh, Fant was hurt. So Colt started a couple iffy players, but got a big performance from Keelan Cole. What? Sometimes you got to start these players, and, and occasionally they put up 22 points, just like Keelan Cole did. So good start from Colt there, I guess. I don't know if it was lucky or or a good play overall. but. Um, Nice job from from Colt to start, Keelan Cole. And in addition, Thielen, I believe, sucked first half and then had a good second half in that game where Minnesota was just absolutely garbage against Atlanta, which also helped Colt. Nice job, Colt, going four and two. I don't know how you keep ending up on the good side of these commissioner uh, hammers that I keep dropping down, but, you know, sometimes it just got to happen. All right, I think I've been through every one of the matchups. Um, I talked about that one. I talked about... Did I talk about? Yeah, I did. Okay. Oh, I forgot to talk a little bit about Ty's team. Oh, no, I talked about Ty's team. Sorry. A little bit off today. That's all right. Let's move on to the week seven preview. Week seven preview, I'm going to go through it pretty quick here. Um, as I hopefully I can get this podcast out to you guys before the games start. I'm doing this Sunday morning. Um, Jenna's cooking potatoes right now. So I got to get my podcast in. All right, this week's matchup of the week. Tyler DeGroote at 5-1, and one, taking on Coulter Herkstroder at 4-2. Oh, dog it! This is a big one. This is a really big one, um, mostly because of record-wise. I am not sure Colt has a shot in this game. Colt is one of those teams that is kind of has two solid running backs, Mike Davis slash Christian McCaffrey and Kareem Hunt. He's also got two solid wide receivers, DK Metcalf and Adam Thielen. Now, the problem with Colts team, Adam Thielen on bye this week, which causes Colt, listen to his wide receiver and two flex spots, Tim Patrick, Keelan Cole, and Philip Lindsay. That's two Broncos, which maybe Colt likes to root for the Broncos. I would not do this, what Colt is doing right here. I just would not. 
And Keelan Cole, who, yes, we put up 20 points last week, but I'm not sure you can legitimately start Keelan Cole every week and expect a lot of points. That being said, Ty is starting Swift. There's a chance Swift puts up some points. If I was Ty, um, I would definitely be starting Deontay Johnson. That's not even close. Not even close. Hopefully Ty listens to this. I would start Deontay Johnson. Um, I know Miles Sanders is out for Ty, so he has to start David Johnson. That's a fine, consistent, going to get you 10 to 12 points. Nothing more than that. Um, Now, that being said, Ty does have Russell Wilson playing on the Cardinals and Hopkins running it back on the other side in that super high over-under flexed into Sunday night football matchup. This is the third time the Seahawks are Sunday night football, which Scott and I think is just absolute BS. But, you know, that's what happens, I guess, when you have Russell Wilson. Um, And in addition, Ty's got Diggs. Looking across the board, I would take Tyler's Matt, Tyler's players in every single position. Every single spot, I would take Tyler's players. Um, the only question mark would be David Johnson, Mike Davis running back across the board. But other than that, I would take Ty in every single position this week, and I'm going to take Ty to win because I'm not a lunatic. Come on, people. Next matchup up. We're taking, uh, I'm taking on Jack this week. This is a very interesting matchup, guys. We got tons of three and three teams. Those teams can either be above or below 500 after this week, and this is one of those matchups. I'm three and three. Jack is three and three. Let's go, baby. This week, we got Jack um, is starting Jared Goff against the Chicago Bears. I do not like that. Hopefully, you guys, that rings some bells in your head, like the Bears. The Bears have been playing solid defense. I'm not sure I'm a big fan of the Goff start this week for Jack. That being said, Jack did outbid me for Gio Bernard this week and is going to start him against me, which pisses me off a little bit, if I can't say so, because Brandon should be the player that owns Gio Bernard because he has Joe Mixon. Brandon should have spent up for Gio Bernard. But, you know, we talked about it earlier. We know how Brandon does things. Starts two running backs from the same team. So now I have to face off against him this week. In addition, I'm really scared to face off against Chase Claypool. Because Chase Claypool put up that 40-pointer a few weeks ago. Chase Claypool could do that to me this week. And if Chase Claypool puts up 40, I lose. That's really scary. Um, I'm also really scared to face against Kelsey. Kelsey's a scary player anytime. Um, That's just something I can't really match up with. On my side, I believe I'm going to start Justin Jackson running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a risky start, but I don't know. Justin Jackson seems like he got some serious passing work last week. It's between him or Gibson, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm going Jackson this week. Um, in addition, I'm starting Jared Cook, who isn't the best tight end ever, but could be legitimate this week with Sanders on COVID and Michael Thomas out. I'm hoping Jared Cook gets some serious volume. And also, I just traded for DJ Chark, also known as Darkwing Duck, also known as Charkwing Duck, if you're nasty. Welcome back, Charkwing Duck. I'm very excited to play Charkwing Duck in my flex this week. Next matchup up, we're going down to, uh, we're going to have Scott taking on, Scott taking on Caleb. I'm going to take Scott in this matchup, and maybe some of that reason is pure bias. But I really do like Scott to win in this matchup. He's got Matt Ryan playing Detroit. I love that. Um, That's a great way. Like, I know Caleb has Mahomes. Mahomes is going to be great. But keep in mind, Mahomes has never put up more than 30 points against the Broncos. Anytime that you can start a quarterback that can kind of keep pace with Mahomes, you're at such an advantage against Caleb. Um, in addition, 
James Robinson, Ronald Jones, great starts for Scott. Tyreek Hill, I expect him to go off against the Broncos. He always does. Um, I love Scott this week. I really do. Um, the only part problem with Scott and Caleb's matchup is the Kittle and Mike Williams action. If Mike Williams can get a ton of deep bombs from Herbert, then um, and Kittle can put up his 20 to 25, there's a chance Scott could lose this week. Otherwise, I like Scott to win this one. Next matchup, we're going to talk a little bit about Alex taking on Evan. I think this is Evan's get, wi- get right week. I know Josh Allen is playing the Jets, so maybe this is like Josh Allen goes off. But there's also a world where the Buffalo Bills defense scores a touchdown on the first drive, and then they score a touchdown, or the defense scores a touchdown on a pick six. They get the ball back. The Jets do. They throw another pick six. All of a sudden, the Bills are up 14-0, to and Josh Allen doesn't have to do anything. So that that game script does exist in a world where I like I really like Evan to win this week. Reasons why I like Evan to win. He's got Chris Carson coming back. Chris Carson was on bye last week. David Montgomery is a consistent play, going to get you 10 to 15. Devontae Adams taking on Houston in a Aaron Rodgers pissed off game script narrative. Aaron Rodgers, if you remember last week, got embarrassed. I hope you're listening to this, Alex. Embarrassed by 40-year-old Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Pretty much through two pick sixes. One of the, he got tackled at like the two, but that's pretty much a pick six. Um, so I like Aaron Rodgers to feed Devontae Adams this week and feed Tunyon. Tunyon, actually, it's Robert Tunyon Harding. Robert Tunyon Harding should be a dominant play for, for Evan. I really like him. Uh, I really like him this week. Juju's a rough start-ish for Evan. It's kind of tough playing Juju in the flex. I kind of want a piece of that Tennessee game because it's a 5-0 matchup. Maybe they score. I don't know. I, if I was Evan, I'd be looking maybe to somehow find a different flex than Juju uh, at some point along in the season. And the fact that Slayton put up four points for Alex on Thursday night, which I told you guys that's what Slayton can do. It's either he's going to go boom or bust. Um, I'd like Evan to win this week. Let's go, Evan. Let's go. All right. Last matchup. Matt at 3-3 three and three, taking on Brandon at 2-4. and four. Um, let's see here. What are some good, good storylines? Derrick Henry against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Have you ever heard this phrase? I'm sure you guys have never heard it. The, uh, unstoppable force taking on the, um, unstoppable force and the immovable object that is Derrick Henry. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive front. I've been saying it all year and it's going to be so much fun to watch in like 50 minutes right now to see what happens, what's going to happen in this game. It's craziness. Um, In addition, you know, I'm going to take Matt here, and I don't really even have to look that hard. Um, I like the fact that Brandon has A.J. Brown and Josh Jacobs in the game, but Jacobs plays Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is pretty strong. A.J. Brown, I like. Uh, Darren Waller, I like. I like Kenny G. Kenny G is the only player, I think, that needs to put up 30 in order for Brandon to win this week. Otherwise, I seriously do think Brandon could get boat raced by Matt. Um, Julio could put up big numbers. Derrick Henry, big numbers. Um, or the other narrative for Brandon to win is Deshaun Watson puts up a ton of points and Drew Brees struggles. I think that is in the realm of possibility. I don't think it's going to happen. I like Matt to, to crush Brandon this week. All right, guys, that is all that we have for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I really do think that that this is a, a great opportunity for me to talk about the league. I love doing it. I don't, you know, you guys don't have to listen. Um, 
it does mean a lot to me though. And I, uh, I just appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk a little bit about the league. Good luck. Good luck in week seven, guys. All right. Peace out.